Hello, welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. Knee Daily. If you're new to the podcast, you may not know that my maiden name was Daily without the I. So this is a little bit of a way to reclaim my name in in some regards, and also a way to tell you that I'm here for you every day, even if you don't want me to be. Um, this podcast is partly daily practice, um, a good daily habit, and I hope gives you a sense of connection. Um, now you might have heard prior to my doo-doo-doo-doo um, an ad and a couple of my friends contacted me and I wanted to say thank you. Thank you very much to Caroline and Gemma for doing so. I wasn't sure if ads would run on this or how it works. Uh, you have to meet a certain threshold and um, Gemma contacted me to say, ooh, um, Centre Parks did the advert before and after one of your podcast episodes. So if you got Centre Parks ad, just know that that is how the algorithm calculates that you like to spend your money. And what I love about that um, is uh, Gemma and I have a shared connection of going Dan Welly Social Club in Basingstoke. Um, so there's some something quite beautiful in having a link between um, being considered both Centre Parks and Social Club at the same time. Um, and thank you to Caroline for messaging me to say she had a bit of a uh, potentially triggering ad that had popped up midway or two minutes in to one of my episodes. I thought, can't be having that. Um, so I'm still learning how all of this works. And I really appreciate you getting in touch to tell me what's going on. So do, um, yeah, drop me a line, message me. Um, I'm on Facebook at Tony J Kent. I'm on Instagram at Tony underscore J underscore Kent. So those things um, aside, let's have a look at what it's like today. Um, it is the uh, 21st of Jan, it's a Friday. Oh my God, it's Friday, it's been a long week. And on my village Facebook page, people are just saying what a beautiful morning it is. And it has been, it's been deep and crisp and even. Um, oh, I don't know, minus three, something like that. Kids were not best pleased to have to go off to school in the freezing cold where they will have to sit in classrooms with the windows open, heating on, windows open. And even if you grew up in a house like mine where the thermostat was an on and off switch, you will know that heating on, windows open is an extremely wasteful thing to do and very bad for the environment but that's the world we live in today. So um, today's part of Reasons to be Cheerful part one which is one of the books I've written is talking about hot men <laughs> on a cold day hot men. Um, the title of this piece was called Daddy Cool um, hence the song at the beginning. So this was written prior to a father's day so it felt like a good time to write a post on fatherhood. So I have heard that a man out with his children will be viewed by women as more attractive than a man out on his own. Now this really does depend on the setting. A father in a nightclub with his five-year-old twins or a man hitchhiking with a baby might not support this theory, but if the father and child are in the right place, the theory could hold true. When I met my husband, we were in our twenties. Oh, found some pictures of that. So yeah, 
song. If only I could sing like Brett Anderson, I would be a very rich and famous woman with a voice like Brett Anderson. Hmm. Uh, we spent our time and money on clubbing, drinking and eating out. We took our hangovers to work and started our weekends on a Thursday night. Thirsty Thursday, we spoke about that yesterday. We went on long, expensive holidays. Oh my God, the holidays. We bought a globe for the kids when they were small and we said, look at all the places that mummy and daddy went before you arrived. And we went to Thailand, Australia, Singapore, Sri Lanka, America, <laughs> good to cry. And then since we've had the children, and I know we're lucky to have done this, we've been to Mallorca and we went to Cape Verde as well, which is very nice. So, you know, the kids can't complain. They have been abroad, um, but compared to before children, our travel options are somewhat more limited. Where do we get up to? Oh yeah, we laid the foundations for years of in-jokes with our friends and generally did as we pleased for a good 10 years. So I'm, I'm glad that we um, waited and we had the luxury of waiting and we were able to choose to wait. So yeah, we had 10 years, 10 years of holidays and pubs and clubs and generally just, yeah, pleasing ourselves, it's nice. So you think at that time that it's the best it's ever gonna get. What more could you want but to have no ties, cash in the bank, and weekends dedicated to getting silly and falling over with your mates? And I did really fall over once. On my 24th birthday, I think it was, I went to jump on my friend Queenie's back. And um, we were all, you know, having a laugh. We'd gone to the Bar Ha Ha in Reading, and I ran up behind him leapt on his back and then forgot that he, um, well, might think that he's being attacked and so might take action to um, disarm a potential attacker because he used to do kickboxing. <laughs> what was I thinking? And he dropped his shoulder. So I leapt on his back, went over his shoulder and hit my head on the pavement and had to be taken home in a taxi despite going, no, completely fine, completely fine. And then in the morning, I accused my boyfriend at the time, now husband, I said to him, oh, you didn't look after me or something. I was an awful, awful person. I said something that I now regret. And he said, I was up all night making sure that you didn't die from concussion. <laughs> so, yeah, um, what's the lesson there? The lesson is don't jump on your friend's back when you're out on a night out. It's a very, very stupid idea. And also don't assume that your partner has not spent the night waking up to check that you are still breathing because you banged your head. Um, so fast forward to Wet Bournemouth Beach on New Year's Day in 2005. We are married. I am nearly 30 and we decide that we would like to have children. Yeah, I think the, the conversation went like this. Oh my God, I'm going to be 30 in three months. I have to have children immediately. Um, but it was it was a conversation. It was a conversation. And it was a decision we built up to over many years. So 18 months later, it became a reality. And whilst there are a million other blog posts that could be written on the topic of parenthood, what a life affirming thing it is to see your husband hold his child for the first time. And it flipping was. I mean, he paid to get to that point. I spent hours in labour, hours and hours 
and hours. And we went to a birthing centre, NHS funded birthing centre nearby. Very fortunate to have access to that. Um, went in thinking, oh, this be a breeze. My family, a family of breeders. My mum had six kids. Her mum had five. My um, uh, paternal great, my no, my mum's dad's mother. <laughs> so my grand paternal great grandma. I don't know what it is. Anyway, she had 11. So I was thinking, I'm just going to shell these kids out. No. Took so long that our daughter was born with a cone head. They'd had to phone an ambulance because there were no emergency facilities at the birthing centre. They thought I'd have to be rushed in for some kind of terrible intervention. I had an episiotomy. It was really horrendous. I moved on my husband's foot. I think I'd bitten him on his shoulder. Um, and then he finally got to hold our beautiful baby. Such a happy memory. I hope you enjoyed me sharing that with you. Seeing your other half comfort and nurture a tearful toddler, wipe up the unspeakable and sometimes unstoppable mess that comes out of every orifice of a newborn, pull ridiculous faces to get that first gurgling giggle, mend bikes, play catch, sit through Mr Tumble for the tenth time, love Mr Tumble, <laughs> uh, tie little laces, learn lullabies and sit on a child's chair at a parent's evening with a straight face is, for me at least, one of the most fantastic parts of parenting. For all the DIY heavy lifting, log splitting and fire making skills a man may have, there is something perhaps even more masculine in being a great father. Which brings us back to the start. Seeing a man who is great with his children is a better advert for masculinity than a man with his shirt off showing you how ripped he is. Fact. <laughs> um, that final sentence there I think is for all the middle-aged dads out there. You know, like dad bod is, uh, it's, I think it's been fetishized, hasn't it? Um, and uh, I quite like that, you know, the kickback against, you know, dude, seriously, you've got to have um, incredible abs and nice pecs. For me, at least, there is something really, really um, just attractive about a man who is, well, I guess, emotionally mature, sensitive, thoughtful, great with the kids, counts for a lot. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wonder if there will be an ad at the end. You can just skip through them all, shut the podcast down so you don't have to listen to them. Um, and look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you ever so much to everyone that has been in touch and sent me pictures and sent me messages and sent me support and encouragement. Really enjoy um, all the interaction that goes on outside of this and I will be back tomorrow.